Tony, Tony and Lansing. It is high time that we <laughs> we got to talk to Tony. Got on with Tony, yeah, either on his podcast or we have him on ours. Yeah, if for nothing else than just to ask, could he do what Shike does with his eyes closed and one hand behind his back? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> one minute nine seconds in, first shot across the bow. Our good friend, not friend, Dan Shike. Well, that idiot came at me on Twitter the other day. By the way, we're starting now. This is the beginning of the podcast. It just seems like we're mid-conversation, which will be a, a a bit of a trend that you'll notice in this podcast because we're talking to our friends Brian and Chrissy from the yes. Commercial Break podcast. That one also starts completely out of the blue, as we talked about last week. Um, we just we hopped on a Zoom with them, and neither of us really said, okay, let's start the recording yeah. now. We just, both of us hit record when we first connected, and that's kind of what you're going to get as the podcast. Yeah, we we talked about it quite a bit in last week's episode about how uh, when we appear, when we interview people or we're on other people's shows, we kind of, we, we really try to make it just kind of like our show. Mm-hmm. Conversation. More conversation. I don't want a list of stuff. Um, you're going to run into some byproduct where you and I kind of overtake here and there, but mm-hmm. uh, Sorry. You know, <laughs> it's just kind of how it is. Yeah, I don't. You can, you can also see um, the video of this of the conversation that we had with Brian and Chrissy yes. up on our YouTube channel. If you just go to YouTube, type in the Stephen Kyle podcast, that will be posted um, as this week's episode as well, and uh, just kind of a, a little bit of a look behind the curtain. Yeah. See, uh, there will be some stuff that's in the video that maybe you don't hear the audio of uh, just right. for, for one reason or the other for editing reasons. But yeah, it was a, it was a great time. We talked to them about two weeks ago at this point and uh, hope to be doing that more often. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, uh, Brian had reached out to me and said, do you guys want to do um, uh, a show together, like a live show Mm-hmm. where we have listeners and it's very interactive. It's uh, using an app called Fireside. And I was like, heck yeah, we want to do that. So that's going to be coming up at some point. Yes. But we're going to be like playing games and stuff like that. Uh, Something having, different. Having yeah. some interaction with people that are listening and watching. So keep an eye out for that. That's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And there's never really any awkwardness for me uh, doing these interviews and these appearances just because well listen worst case scenario it's 40 minutes of you and i overtaking a show (laughs) yeah best case scenario is it goes something like this where it's a give and take and everybody seems to be laughing and having fun we did we had a good time with them so they're good people that i hope um 
hope we get to talk to them more often in the future, kind of yeah. create like a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a thing between the two podcasts. Yeah. Um, going back to the intro though. Yeah. We, the, the, the highway is open in terms of, and I know we've mentioned this of appearing on different podcasts and having other podcasts on ours. So if you know of one or you're part of one again, I know we've mentioned it. Uh, if I hear, if I read one more tweet or message from the brothers Humphrey, I, I I'm gonna go. Do they jump off a deck? Do they still d- off of a deck? <laughs> so well, yeah, I don't want to die. I don't want to hurt myself. So you just want to be mildly, uh, maybe have a little bit of a rolled ankle, like a sprain. Yeah, that's how much having to read a tweet from one of the brothers Humphrey. That's what it does to me. Do they still? do the podcast i i don't even know because they posted on facebook as soon as we had mentioned something last week and he said you should appear on the let's do it inside the whatever it's called inside the mind with the brothers humphrey Mm -hmm. um i think they still record in an actual closet Plus, we heard, though, like one of, I think Jeremy had brain surgery and was was drooling while he was chewing on lumber or something like that. Steven was wiping up the brain goo on a daily basis wherever they live. And then he had to get out to his security job at the payphone. They live together, right? I don't know. They have to. I don't think so. They both have uh, kids and wives. and I know, but I still you feel You just like, assume it's a Brady Bunch yeah, situation? I feel like they can't escape each other. Their last episode was on July 9. Oh. The last episode before that was March 18. That's a bit of a... Okay, so they're doing the quarterly episodes. Oh, and you got as much content prep as they do, Steve. You really got to space those things out, is what I'm assuming. So listen, Jeremy, Steven, let, 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 let's do this thing again. Let's do the song let's and dance. Let's try it again. Uh, send us a message with, you know, if one of you can be inconvenienced enough to wake up at 1030 to do 30 minutes of recording. Yeah, I know. It's a, we're asking a lot here. Uh, if it doesn't work this time, uh, you can go to hell. And But, yeah, we need to get a hold of Tony as well. Uh, Tony Rodabaugh has his own podcast. And, again, it would be nice to talk to somebody who is talented with music for once in a while. be a nice change of pace from who we normally have spoken to regarding music on here. Um shike guy comes at me on twitter this past week because yeah what, 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 i listen it's it's my own fault but hot take summer was a delay this year i forgot about it i'd like to open up hot take summer mm-hmm. memorial day weekend and i simply forgot i mean why not look we have roll we've created rolling decades rolling centuries uh 40 is late 30s yes we do what we want on this podcast. yes so hot take summer was a late start. So I'm trying to make up with it with more hot takes on my Twitter at KPAFF3587. You can find them there. We're going to get a yearly, uh, maybe a yearly drop in from you this year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'll do it at the end of the summer, which is as everyone knows, Thanksgiving. Yes. That's right. Fourth of July to Thanksgiving is hot take summer around here. And I, so my recent hot take, Steve, was that the EL Fudge is the number one overall seed in any cookie tournament and it's oh, undefeated, EL never fudge. lost. That's the sandwich like the... cookie, the two butter cookies with the oh, chocolate. Hold on. I got to look up EL Fudge cookies. Yeah. They're oh, a delight. Yeah. In terms of, and, and listen. I was thinking of something different, though. What were the ones with the stripes? Oh, the fudge stripes. Is that the, what they were? The, the fudge circles? Shop. Fudge shop. Fudge shop, yes. Yeah. So in terms, and, and thank goodness nobody came at me with the, you know, local 
cookie boutique that's you know in the middle yeah. of a small town in vermont no, no i'm sure your cookies are fine but if i can't get them out of you know a five block radius <sighs> i just had a flashback yeah to el fudge because i my mom used to buy these and oh they'd yeah be, i'd have them in with like my tuna fish sandwich when i would go, yeah. to, go to school and a, a as everybody knows, tuna fish does not have the staying power. No, when it sits in a uh, in between two pieces of bread in your little lunchbox, right, in an uncooled area, yeah, for hours because it's get it gets made at seven a.m. You don't eat it until twelve. The el fudge, they'd be in a little Ziploc baggie. Take them out of the out of the baggie. Of course, you break them apart like you would do with an Oreo. But EL fudge, the fudge was thick enough and it didn't mash into the, mm. the cookie enough where you could peel it off yes. like a layer. And then you had a little oh. elf shaped fudge stripe so good. that you could eat. It was it, it's in terms of mass produced cookies. It's the number one overall seed for me in stock. I can pick up today at Target, by the way, oh, in yeah. stock at the local grocery store, Meyer. I keep buying the normal size pack. And oh, that's so my own so fault. You're, you're you're still you haven't given them up. Oh God, no! We have cookies you've, in the house all the time. You've been eating them consistently since your childhood. I would say consistently because when we'll go grocery shopping, I will have will buy cookies because I love. Uh, I, I I'm a huge sweet guy. Like my mm-hmm. wife will go salty. She'll prefer like popcorn or chips or something oh, okay. for a snack. I'm always going to lean towards a sweet cookie, yeah. ice cream, whatever. So when we go to the store and we'll get cookies for for, at, for you know to have. We'll get whatever's on sale typically because I'm not a cookie discriminator. There's some I like more than others, like the Yale Fudge. Yeah. But, you know, if they're three bucks, you know, the brand next to it's two bucks for something else, I'll, you know, save a dollar, get a different cookie. But the problem is I'm buying the regular size pack. And I just watch it in the cookie container just so fast oh, dwindle. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, they disappear. It's time that I upgrade to the family size cookie packs Ooh. for the EL fudge. All right. I've got a family now. I can't be judged. Exactly. So if I You're go a family to family man. Yes. If I'm at the store, as long as I have my son, nobody can give me side eye when I'm buying the family size EL fudge <laughs> cookies. Agreed. Agreed. And I would not. No chance. Okay, so maybe next week we finally get to the long awaited cosmic crisp taste test. If we can find them. And we wash it down. With a couple of yellow fudges. So we're just going to make a sneeding podcast now of things we like? Yeah. Yeah. So is, there any, is there any drink that you haven't had in a while that you want to have? I mean, we need to. Because I have fond memories. I mean, hopefully you're on board with this. I really hope. Because I feel like this is an unpopular opinion. Yeah. Loved chocolate milk when I was a kid. Yeah. Everybody did. It seems like, though. The majority of people liked the the squeeze like syrup that you'd put yeah. in the cup and mix it up. I never liked that because to me it never broke up enough to get. You're a, always getting chocolate chunk I or something like at the bottom. I didn't like yeah. that. That's why I preferred the Nestle Quick Powder that came Ooh. in the. It came in a drum. I haven't had the powder in forever. I feel like I bought it some. I I know that I bought Nestle Quick. Nestle Quick Powder in the time that I've known Annette. You so within, saying So this. within the last seven years, <laughs> I bought it. Oh! And I remember her thinking, what the hell is that? And then I had it like one time and it was phenomenal. And then I never had it again. And it ended up like expiring. You mentioning that to me 
was like a light beam through my face right? level smile. I haven't had Nestle Quick Powder in forever. We're not buying it on Amazon. Way overpriced. We will get this at the store, I think. All right. So next week, then, our next episode, we are going to be taste testing the Cosmic Crisp. Maybe. If we can find it anywhere. Again, I tried. Fudge. I mentioned last week. I searched three grocery stores All for right. it. Well, at this point, see, we're recording this way in advance. Yeah. We may already have some in our P.O. box. By the way, you can check the P.O. box in the description, in the show notes, yeah. if you want to send us something. By the way, uh, I'm so baffled right now. I'm, I just searched Amazon for cosmic powder. <laughs> no, different. T- totally different thing. I don't want Nestle Quick on my cosmic crisp apple. I need to be very clear. You can get dried cosmic crisp apple slices. That's not the same. Mm-mm. I'm telling you, man, these things are just non-existent. But yeah, so you want to do a little... So next week's the food cast... Yeah, I think we need to put up on the poll, even though this is going to be posted on the poll like three weeks in yeah. advance, uh, Nestle Quick Powder or Hershey's Syrup, because I am a firm, firm Nestle Quick Powder. That'll be on the poll at Stephen Kyle, currently only on Twitter. So I don't know, do we hold off any longer or do we just get right into this? Let's get um, right into it. I, th- I mean, I think we've delayed this overall <laughs> long enough anyway, considering you started speaking to Brian in August of 2020, I think. Yeah, one year ago. And it ended up getting pushed off, you know, because of my surgery and then some miscommunications yeah, the and then a scheduling issue. Yeah. So here we are finally, August 2021, <laughs> able to talk to our friends, our new friends, and I'm, I'm happy to call them that. Brian and Chrissy from the Commercial Break Podcast. Now, a little bit of context here. Again, we started recording this. Uh, we just kind of got on Zoom, and we, we were just going to chat for a little bit, and it turned into 45 minutes. So this starts – I just had to find a clean edit point, a clean, yes. a clean spot to start it. So this starts with uh, Brian from the Commercial Break talking about uh, some of the stuff that he has learned in his days of podcasting. Here's the one thing that I've learned about podcasting that I think is interesting. So unbelievably, people, sometimes people hire me to help them grow their podcast. And there's a guy that I work with. I don't, I won't mention his name because, you know, I'll just assume we're starting and we're talking to each other. I won't mention his name here on air, but he has about six and a half million people on his social collective social media. So he's an extraordinarily popular character on, on social media, but he can't get 3000 of those people to listen to his podcast. Really? And what I've learned about podcasting, maybe media in general, I don't know. And podcasting is the only thing I've ever done in media, but maybe in media is it, it doesn't always translate. You can have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people listening to your podcast and have literally 300 Instagram followers or vice versa. Mm -hmm. You can have millions and millions of Instagram and Facebook followers and can't get, you know, a, Tenth of them to listen on a podcast, which just to me yeah. seems insane. You would think that if you were, I don't know, you would think there would be some parody there. Like yeah. you would be able to take some of those people over into the next thing that you do. You would think. I think it's, yeah. That, That's why I yeah. think it's really impressive when some of these media moguls, they, you know, they make albums and movies and, and I'm like, wow, they're really doing it all very well. And we can't even get podcasting <laughs> right. Well, we're no Paul Simon. That's uh, true. <laughs> I talk, speak for yourself. I was in a band called 33P. <laughs> That's right. Like just the differences between Facebook and Twitter. It's like those are two completely different user bases, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Facebook is a cesspool. And Instagram too. Facebook is a cesspool and Twitter is the cesspool of which Facebook then dra- drains into. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, Facebook well, is for old people, really old people now. Yeah. 
Old people who just seem to be. That's what the young people say. (laughs) That's what the young people say. Yeah. I mean, you immediately date yourself when you say, when I joined Facebook, you had to have a college email. (laughs) Because that that is the most foreign concept in social media. Wait, they were limiting the people that could be on there? Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't believe it. (laughs) This was no MySpace or Foursquare. (laughs) Yeah, right? MySpace. You had to what? Uh, What were you doing? (laughs) I said you had to be in college to get on Facebook. What's that? Were you guys on God. Friendster at all? Uh, were we on Friendster? I, did not I, Friendster. I did might have been space. on Friendster. Yeah, I had I a Friendster. Friendster. Yeah, I had a Friendster for probably a year or so. But by the time I joined, like I was late to the game on Friendster. By the time I joined Friendster, it was like, oh, Friendster. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's on MySpace yeah. now. Yeah. Everyone's on MySpace. I'm putting you in my top ten. <laughs> Remember, you had the top ten. That was the golden age. If you look at Facebook, your mom wasn't on there. Your crazy yeah. uncle sharing memes that yeah, are now being fact checked weren't there. Yeah. It was yep. like nineteen year olds saying, "Hey, where's the party at?" <laughs> right. and yeah. getting like legitimate replies. You didn't have to worry about walking into the depths of hell in terms of information. Very true. That's right. What a how Mark Q, or how Zuckerberg. I mean, I realize that he has no self awareness whatsoever, but how. If he ever paid attention to himself, how he must look back on his life and realize that clearly the downfall of civilization lies directly at his feet in some small or large way, depending on who writes the history book. Yeah, he's responsible. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if he's like consciously making these decisions, most of them. But clearly Facebook has just fucked up society in a way that's irreversible at this point. You know who gets out of this unscathed? Tom. Oh, yeah, Tom from MySpace. Tom with the yeah, white t shirt. Tom, Tom right on the, just right had on that, the blackboard. Tom. Yeah, had that side profile. And he yeah. just, he made a popular site. They didn't, you know, and I'm granted, I'm sure MySpace had its problems that I was too young or dumb enough to care about in terms sure. of, hey, they were loaded with white supremacists. Oh, sorry, I didn't <laughs> okay. know. I was changing yeah. my seventh and eighth friends because I was mad at little Tommy for yeah. being mean yeah. to me that day. But yeah, Tom made his money. He got out. I have got no out. idea what Tom from MySpace oh, is doing. Oh, dude. Tom from MySpace is, he's like an Instagram influencer now. He's an Instagram superstar because he sold MySpace for, I think it was something like $2 billion or something. A lot to, of money. To yeah. Time, Time Warner, who yep. then sold it like five years later for about 88 bucks or something. But if, yeah. you go, if you follow Tom on Instagram, all he does is travel the world with the most beautiful people going to the most beautiful places, posting the most beautiful photos. It's, Good for Tom. Best yeah. to Tom. Best to Tom. Yeah. I feel like if Zuckerberg had taken yeah. the same road and sold to whatever, Twitter or whatever, whoever was offering to buy him at that point, I feel, or Google, I feel like if he had just taken the money and headed for the hills, that we'd be in a much better situation because Tom really didn't fuck shit up on the way out the door. Yeah. You're right. No. There were probably white supremacists on MySpace just yes. like they're on Facebook, but you didn't... I, I feel yeah. like the white supremacists, they really didn't feel... Uh, to, I don't know, they didn't feel so entitled to show them faces out <laughs> yeah. in the public back then. Now Facebook just makes it all normalized. It's, it's yeah. like, you know. Come on in! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fuck black people. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. You go, yeah. Water's warm over it's, here. It's just, because I mean, my you crazy got... uncle thinks the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I just wish. I just wish things were different. But it's, they we're never going to put that cat back in no, the bag. It's the never, never, ever going to Social happen. media will only get worse. And good, like you said, good thing for Tom because... You got Zuckerberg getting a fresh, you know, bang trim to go in front of Congress. You've got Jack He's Dorsey. Got yeah. You've got Jack Dorsey threading his beard to go in front of Congress. Uh-huh. And yeah. Tom's on a yacht in the Caribbean. Yeah, Tom's in yeah. Tahiti, like 
It's great to be I, me, you know? I wish we Psychos. had some adults in charge of these websites because then I believe that they would understand. Yeah, yeah I think when, when and I mean, I don't, we don't get into politics on our show because, quite frankly, I think the subject is boring. Everybody yeah. does it, and every, who cares? Who gives a shit? I don't, and I don't know enough about Nobody's it. Coming Nobody's coming to us. Nobody's coming to us to say, yeah, like, no. oh, I wonder what right. Kyle thinks about yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden. Wow, Brian really has some great political <laughs> points of view. My political points of view are just as opinionated as everybody else's, yeah. so I don't get it. But like Trump or don't like Trump, I feel like we heard the words, I wish there was an adult in the room mm-hmm. a lot when mm-hmm. Trump was in charge, right? And I, I, I related to that sentiment. I feel like with social media, I wish there were adults in the room. Like, where are the adults in the room? Everyone just kind of, you know, hey, sell your information out the back door to some yeah. shady Chinese company. No yeah. problem. We got that covered. We'll do that. Zero ramifications, too. And the None. fact that everybody, everybody looks at these, what 10 years ago would be the biggest story ever. Like the yep. story that would be top news for three weeks, and now people read it and they're just like, "Meh, oh well." Yeah, so you're desensitized. My identity mm-hmm. was, so, you know, was sold to whoever because Facebook left some loophole back door open, and now I'm yeah. just like, "Meh, I know it's going <laughs> to happen. Uh, my identity is going to get stolen, and I'm going to, you know, yeah. get racked up with three and a half million dollars of credit card debt." But I'm just like. What am I going to do about it? What am I going to do? I'm just <laughs> yeah. another plebe that's going to, I mean, it's just, it's happening yeah. too. I'm in the cog. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a cog in the wheel. Nothing's ever going to change. Yeah. It's, I can't, you know, uh, whatever. We're all just yeah. sheeple just following <laughs> along with Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey's but whims. Are, are there podcaster MySpace Toms? Like, who was in early enough? Cash Adam their Curry. chips. Adam mm. Curry. Uh, Adam Curry was in and then he got out. Uh, there are many podcasters. So I, I, so I, I know, you know, we've been entangling ourselves in the podcast industry, like the business side of podcast a little yeah. bit for the last year or so. And I would, I know plenty of people who have sold podcasts. I know a guy who sold a, a meditation podcast for close to a million dollars. I just can't think of And then he started worse. another meditation con. I mean, the guy Sounds who bought the good. original meditation podcast didn't think to put a no compete clause in there <laughs> because, yeah, I know. Mm, focus on your anus. Yeah, from your anus to your, <laughs> from your iris to your anus. So um, he sold so, it and just said it. Here you go. Like gave it yeah. away. Essentially, he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to still host it or produce it or anything. No, I think the one thing that is interesting about the, uh, another thing that's interesting about the podcast universe: there are many podcasters who sell their traffic. That's what they do. They take their, they grow their podcast, and then they hand it to the next guy, and the next guy takes over. Next guy or girl, they take over, and they essentially do the same show in front of the same audience. And that happens more than you think, and it's happening more often than mm-hmm. we think. We actually know a couple people who have bought podcast rss feeds so they buy the thirty-five thousand people a month they essentially just step in their shoes and nine times out of ten the old podcaster does not go with them they just sell yeah meditation one is pretty yeah that's pretty easy right yeah but the guy went and he did another one and now that one is bigger than the original (laughs) one and he is looking to sell that one on the open market for three should go back to the first guy he sold it for and sell it to him again Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the first guy's not doing too bad for himself either. He's got, I mean, you know, he's done, he's now he's got advertisements. So I don't know how a meditation podcast works with advertisements, but he's actually sell. Oh, and he's also got uh, gated content. So they're selling both of those things. Mm-hmm. And so I think the first guy's pretty happy with the deal he made. I think he's making well over a million dollars on this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's happy with it. I, I would imagine yeah. he would be. Yeah. Uh, by the way, let's We'd take be a, happy. Let's take time out for an ad. Hi, it's Stephen Kyle here. If you'd like to purchase. <laughs> Our RSS feeds for the low, low price of... 
uh, you put me on the spot 50, here because fifty grand. I, I don't like, know. Is that is that fair? Is that, I feel like honesty. We get like a hundred uh, downloads every six months. Yeah, honesty is key here, Steve. So if you really want to maximize that rural two lane traffic that Brian just mentioned, <laughs> we are the market for you. Do you want Do you want to be bothered by a Jake break on an express or on a, on a on a country road once every few weeks and get upset? That's our traffic. That's us. Okay? That's, us. That's, our, that's our sweet spot. Well, listen, your Van Wert's hometown, number one hometown podcast. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. The, the, the backstory behind that is uh, we wanted to we wanted to raise money so we could have one billboard. That was our mm-hmm. goal. We wanted uh, we wanted to go with the most outdated form of advertising, <laughs> the rural, <laughs> rural road billboard. Yeah, it was in between this and a bus bench. So we literally put a, a map of the United States up on the wall. I threw a dart at it, and it hit the town of Van Wert, Ohio. And we Whoa. said, nice. and from that point, the uh, the quest was on. We got in touch with <laughs> um, a an outdoor marketing company there. We spoke to a man. We said, we want one billboard. We want it to be up for one month. And I think it was $565. So we raised the money. We had an artist friend of ours uh, claim or deem that we were Van Wert's number one hometown podcast. (laughs) You probably are Van Wert's number one hometown podcast. And we, uh, (laughs) we had that printed and it was up on a billboard for a month and we still have when they took it down because it, w- it wasn't a digital board it was the actual old school oh my you know, god like print yeah. and it's uh, yeah. i think oh, yeah. 11 feet tall by 24 feet wide yeah, 11 by Holy 22 shit. and we yeah. said to them when you take it down we want the artwork and they were like what do you mean we're like we want that saved so we made them peel it down carefully pack oh it in a box god. and send it to us and we have it sitting in a box in the other room so eventually, <laughs> it's called my wife's. It's called the thing my wife hates most. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. So when we, uh, because the room behind us eventually is going to be our new our new studio, and um, we plan on cutting out each of our heads and kind of wallpapering them to the wall because nice. each one each, each head yeah. is like seven or eight feet tall. It'll fit perfectly wow. on the wall. Let me. So I'll tell you a funny story. So when we first by the way, started is this the, the pod- podcast, did we start? Are we going? Yeah, we're started. We're going because we're just. I I think the idea here is, and we can cut this part out. But I thought <laughs> the idea here was is that we do like thirty, forty minutes of content, yeah. and then we can insert that into our own podcast in the way in which we see fit. So Perfect. I can imagine where I would be like, we had an opportunity to talk to Van Words, <laughs> the number one hometown <laughs> podcast, yes. yes, with Steve and Kyle, yeah. and then we can just go to the conversation. Yeah. We like. Uh, we're we're kind of. I, if you've listened to the show, it's kind of a. Cool quick edit quick cut type show like where i'll just randomly start somewhere um yeah but i when i first started the commercial break I, we both have a marketing background so i said well you know i'm not going to grow the show with my facebook friends because they don't <laughs> give a shit yeah the first yeah. rule of podcasting is your facebook yeah, friends yeah. don't give a shit they don't care about your fucking podcast yeah they will lie to you and tell you that they love it and they hate it because yeah. they never listen to it. They hate your voice in the first or place. Or they'll do that thing where they they'll do that thing where they say, "Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I have I haven't uh, oh yeah I haven't listened I, in a little while. I gotta catch up on some old episodes, but right? I really love that. Remember that one episode where you were talking? I love that <laughs> yeah. episode. That episode was yeah. great, right? Yeah, but it's, it's always preceded by that like by that out of breath like. Ah, <laughs> Yeah. Ah. So we get that. We get that a lot. Yeah. We got that a lot at first, and yeah, understandably, the, the the show wasn't all that good at first, like most shows. It's still not all that great. <laughs> I'm not sure we have the bar raised all that much. 
but I, because of our marketing background, I said, listen, I know that if we want to be heard, we have to be found. Like we can't see a podcast. No one's going to find us. It doesn't matter. So I was like, well, let's go invest in the podcast and spend some money to yeah. find our audience. And I actually went to a company called Blip that sells um, extra digital billboard tra- I remember you traffic. telling me and you I went and I placed billboards <laughs> yeah. all the, in Los Angeles on yes. Rodeo Drive and yeah. all this other stuff. The funny thing was, <laughs> is we actually did get some traffic from that, but it was so fucking expensive. Uh, it was ridiculous. It was like we were probably paying $500 for it. <laughs> so we're getting a billboard uh, in, in LA. I was yeah. like, huh, I'm, okay. Okay. Rodeo Drive. <laughs> Yeah, your your sites were set a little differently than ours because I looked at Blip, but honestly, we thought for the money we had raised, it was too cheap because again, we were looking. So we were looking at billboard locations, and we would pull them up on Google Maps, and we yeah. would make sure that within earshot there was a farm, some type of wildlife, yeah. a general store. Yeah, I, I didn't want a strip mall or a busy road. No, no, no. Anything yeah. over two lanes. Or two lanes in a turn lane, and we were out because our price point was simply not going to line up there. Yeah, we're, well, not, you we're, just not, went, we're not big city kids yeah. here. Well, you just yeah. went for the big dog and attacked Los Angeles. Well, I attacked Los Angeles yeah. with $15, you know. So you buy impressions. How they even guess this shit, I don't yeah. even know. They have a counter out front. I'm not sure. But because it's digital, it's just easy for them to place in there. So I was on Rodeo Drive. You know, we're talking like 3.30 in the morning for 26 seconds. And I was like, this is the... This is huge. It stays up for 26 seconds. I don't even know what it was. I'm just saying that they give you, an, they give you account yeah. impressions. I don't even yeah. know how they, they count that. Per, yeah, per minute. They give you a certain portion. Yeah, they give you like I something. I don't know. Blip says, you know, you get mm-hmm. the guesstimating these many impressions. But the truth was is that. <laughs> and you could, on the Blip website, you can tell when the ads are running or when they ran. They give you a report. And, I mean, we pressed Los Angeles. And it wasn't really. <laughs> Rodeo Drive came up once. It was like, you know, we got four impressions on Rodeo Drive. But four most, people drove yeah, by. <laughs> mostly we were in South Central Los Angeles. <laughs> where clearly our Those guys, they they look like me. I can relate to those guys. If I saw your two pictures on a billboard in South Central LA I'm pulling the car over to download that podcast immediately. <laughs> yeah. You the, might be. Yeah. People no, the might demographics are there. Yeah. I don't. I think you're nailing every everything you need yeah. right there. That's right. That, that billboard was known as target practice. Right. <laughs> to take us down because they were like, yeah. we're getting bullet holes in it. <laughs> uh, you guys met on radio also, didn't you? Yeah, we actually, because uh, I work for a radio show. I've been on the show for 12 years, and Kyle was one of... One of my first intern, or like the, one of the first intern classes that um, that I had once I started there, like eleven years ago, probably. Yeah, it was 2010. Wow. So January 2010, yeah. he was uh, he was my boss for yeah. about for about six months, and I parlayed that into the lucrative career of part time <laughs> radio work for the next five to six years yeah. before I realized that man. <laughs> If there's a media that's going after newspapers, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. We were there. We, we saw were, it. We, yeah. we know it. And we know how just how hard all those old, co- you know, all those old codgers f- yeah. f- fought. I, I yeah. worked for Clear. We worked for Clear Channel on the yeah. business side. We actually just told the story on, on another episode. But I worked for Clear Channel on the business side. And I was in charge. I heart, I worked for Clear you Channel. You were in charge of people. Uh, I was in charge of people. <laughs> they, they made the ridiculous <laughs> choice of putting me in charge. So 
I work, we work for Clear Channel, which had iHeartRadio at the time, just yep. come out. Yep. And streaming was just being sold yeah. as an actual platform. They were so bundling it in. They were bundling it in. Really they were saying if you buy 12 it. spots on air, you can get 12 streaming or 200 streaming spots for yeah, a dollar. Like, right? Added value. <laughs> yeah. Added, added value. value. Yep. You would not believe the pushback we got from anybody that was over 40 years old in the sales office They, you know, here in Atlanta in this cluster. They were like, oh, yeah. you know, Internet, it's a fad. Fuck that. <laughs> the assistants <laughs> they were giving their contracts to. Yeah. And they did not the, even want to think about selling something. They had new. no idea what the Internet was. They didn't yeah. want to sell it they did they because clearly radio but we would get these stories from these old hoots you know they were they like they would be like you wouldn't believe it back in the 80s i would sit here and the fax machine would just come in with fifty thousand dollar orders and i would just literally put them in the you know put them in the computer not in the computer i'd put them in the book and i'd run them over and you know i'd make four hundred thousand dollars a year just because of fax machines and i was like yeah but you know don't you think that maybe the internet is the way to go internet will never take over radio (laughs) No, no no never no, no yeah. chance. No chance. Are you working for Clear Channel? Is that no. who owns your station? I'm okay. not. No, I do not work for Clear Channel. Um, but, yeah, it's funny because the the position that I'm in, um, it's not it, – it's a talk show. So I'm not worried as much as I am about the rest of the industry. I think that radio as, uh, as a whole for music stations – it's in a little bit of trouble because there. Yeah. I mean, there are a million yeah. other options all on your phone right now. Um, yeah. I'm. I feel secure because what we do is. It, I mean, it's original content, and there's always yeah. going to be a need for original content, whether it's on the radio or on TV or streaming on the internet or a podcast or whatever. So I'm not worried. Uh, I'm. I'm not super worried about it. Um, I just needed to hold on. For like another fifteen to seventeen years or so, <laughs> yeah. if I, I can get to fifty-five, if I can make it to fifty-five, I'd be thrilled. Um, yeah. But the but going back to um, to how Kyle and I met, we laughed because every year on because uh, obviously he started as an intern, we became friends, uh, Facebook friends, and um, so every year. It's uh, on the anniversary. You know how you got the memories on Facebook. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it pops up every year. Where it's Kyle's like wet behind the ears, bright eyed and bushy tailed <laughs> post that he yes. posted the night before he started with radio. started with the <laughs> interning, and he said, "Well, everybody, tomorrow <laughs> it's my first day as an intern. I want everybody to tune in and listen. Maybe yeah. I'll get to talk on the radio." Yeah. And every year we look back at that and we think, "Ah, <laughs> uh, young Kyle." <laughs> My if, misspent youth. Right. <laughs> if I could, oh, if I could just jump in my DeLorean, head back in time, and shake well, it a little bit. I think, Be an electrician, Kyle. <laughs> Go to trade school, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. We all felt the same way. Right. We were, it was exciting that what, the only reason why I got a job in radio is because I figured at, if I had no previous radio experience, Atlanta is the number 11 market in the, yeah. in the country they don't you don't just walk on and get on the radio in the number 11 there are people <laughs> there are people that have been working all their life sure. to get to the number 27 market all you know just a show on there so i knew i i, know I was under no delusion but i figured if i could get inside the building <laughs> if i could get inside the building and be close to the studios maybe there was a small possibility that someone someone would take a chance on me and let me in the studio at some point and that happened at one point and i did overnights on a classic country station oh nice <laughs> the legend yeah, a 
a small stick station, which you know, ninety six nine, uh, ninety six point seven, the legend. Yeah. Uh, and I called I it. I think le- like a huge cowboy hat was the logo. It was. Of and I called. And my show is called Late Night on the Legend. Yeah. yeah. yeah the just like Arby's, that's everybody's goal. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone wants to be ninety late nights on ninety six seven, the Legend, South Atlanta's favorite classic country what did state. We, do? we did a, reaching uh, over seven thousand people, <laughs> the local South Atlanta market. We did like a fake Olympics because that was when the. The other Olympics were going on Beijing. Yeah, I was I was explaining earlier uh, <laughs> that when I I begged the program the regional programming director to let me on, and for months he was like, "There's no way you're you work in the business office. If anybody ever found out, you know, I'd be fucked. Like, there's I just can't even take the chance." And then finally, after I lubed him up a little bit, he he finally he was bothered by me. He was like, "Okay, listen, yeah, we have this small six station down in South Atlanta. <laughs> crappy, <laughs> this, yeah, this it, really crappy. It doesn't station. reach. Yeah, it doesn't even no reach the radio station. Yeah. Like we can't even tune it in here." Yeah. Right, so that's right. It was in another part of town. I know town. <laughs> we couldn't even tune it in. It was on somebody's yeah, house. Yeah. It was a stick on somebody's house. So that he says, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, go in, do two to five in the morning. You know, mm. do ins and outs, and then just you know, make it knock yourself out, kid. But if I hear one fucking word about this station, <laughs> are you on it? You're done. I'm pulling you off. And so I walk in to the larger stick station, the 94.9, the bull, the big, you know, 40,000 watt the bull. bad boy, the bull, it's a big, huge country station <laughs> in Atlanta. And the, one of the afternoon jocks is teaching me how to work the station. And he goes, cause they, you know, they shared the, the actual studio. And he says, there's one rule and one rule only three minutes, only three minutes of talk for the hour. I don't care where you put it. I don't three care minutes. how you do it. Yeah. It's three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> but did they tell you, because what they would normally do is uh, they, they lube you up a bit by saying, look, we hired you because cause your personality and we love the way you talk and we love your opinions and we want to hear what you have to say. But do not talk for more than 12 seconds at a time. <laughs> That's right. No, they were they never lubed me up about no, anything. They were like, Brian shut up. Yeah, up. I lubed them up. Yeah. And so he said, yeah, so he's like three minutes. So then, you know, he ha- he lets me loose on the microphone and I, I you know, I just. I had a knack for it. Whatever. I was talking in between songs. You know, here's what, here's Dolly Parton. Yeah, you were really Rogers, maximizing you know. those 12 seconds into Garth Brooks' thunder rolls that yes. you caught thunder the attention. I was, I was hitting the mark. I was doing okay. You know, I gave the weather. In that 12 seconds, you have to ID in, ID yep. out, give the weather, and talk about the charity pancake breakfast, breakfast the That's next right. day. Nine to six, seven, the legend is giving away, he's giving away free Waffle House oh to the first God. three people that walk inside oh, tomorrow morning. Lord. At six a.m., ninety six seven, a legend. Okay, so the guy says three minutes, three minutes, right? That's his one rule: three minutes an hour. Blah blah blah. And I have a four hour block, like two to six or whatever, one to five. And uh, diligently stuck to that. I stuck to it for at least two weeks until then. I was doing forty minutes an hour. I was basically only leaving the commercials in, <laughs> pumping yeah. all the music. <laughs> And I did this for months, and I I brought other people in. Chrissy came in. We yeah. would do bits. We would do segments and all this stuff until one of my friends, uh, one of the guys on the on the show, I, I eventually got a sidekick too. On this <laughs> guy in and then he made a joke about Sarah Palin during the election season. Oh, that's no. what did it, I bet. Right? That's what did it, man. I'll tell you what. We got done recording at like nine o'clock at night. So I would go after my office job. I would go. We'd spend three hours in the studio, and then we'd go have a beer somewhere. And so we got done at nine o'clock at at night. 
uh, I think I think at that time we'd also started bumping the show up because I was like, no one's listening at one o'clock in the morning. Let's just start it at ten o'clock at night because there was no one live on the station except in the morning. Right, no, and they were automated. Yeah, they were all being yeah. pumped out of Nashville. Yeah. It was like you know I, whatever Ryan Seacrest Country Hour or yeah. whatever it was. And so I eventually started pushing the show up and it started. And then I had to go running right after we got out of the studio. So at nine oh five, the yeah. three hours of talk would start. So we went for a beer and my phone lit the fuck up. It was like, what the fuck? What are you doing? My phone's ringing. It's the program director. You're off the air. Go. I want you to go up to the studio and erase everything that you've done. What the fuck are you doing? And I was like, oh, shit. Well, he let me back on a week later. I continued to do the same shit. I didn't give a fuck. That's an absolutely amazing story. One, because the fact that they let you on the air is amazing. Uh, Two, the fact that you are good enough to be on the air after, like, typically you go into the, now look, I work with many lovely people on the sales side and the business side of the office, but you walk in, they're not the most like dynamic and savvy and conversational type people that they could do a radio show. So the fact that you not only did it, were confident enough in your own work that you bumped yourself up by a couple hours (laughs) and and deleted all the music. That's one of the most incredible radio stories I've ever heard. Yeah, you're pretty close to being able to put on your resume somewhere that you were damn near a drive-time radio show host. Yes, very close. I don't know where I'd send it, but now I'm the, you know... Now I'm the top podcaster in all of North Atlanta. Yeah, look (laughs) at you. You've parlayed that into talking to us. I've, ta- I've parlayed that into podcast gold. I'm pretty sure I'm the highest paid podcaster on this side of my street. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making $2.15 cents an hour. Mm-hmm. So what? Do you, so how long have you guys been podcasting? When is this, how, how long has the Stephen Kyle show been going on? Uh, five years. Five nice. years? Yeah, wow, that's five a years. Lot. That's, that's, that's grandpa age yeah. in, in well, podcasting it, years. It's funny because we joke about it, but I look back. When I was an intern in 2010, I did two podcasts while I was interning there, because I just wanted an outlet to talk. I talked yeah. too much. I thought, hey, you're way, you're super funny. I'm not. I thought I need to get these thoughts out there. So I recruited a couple of other interns. So yeah, I was in this in 2010, not wow. thinking anything of it. And then, you know, stop because we're three interns. We all go our separate ways, whatever. Until 2016, we decided to start it up again. So uh, it was right around the time where we thought, you know, couple middle-aged white guys that's what podcasting that's what podcasting needs that's what was missing yeah nobody uh nobody has an outlet like people our age and our demographic there's just no outlet yeah it's no outlet for a affluent white man to get his thoughts out there in the world so that's why i started my podcast i don't want to throw around the word you know too heavily but a bit of oppression, I think, is the best way. To put it. I feel that I was. So I think it was one of you guys that said one of my favorite lines I've ever heard on a podcast, and I'm pretty sure I'm quoting one of you guys. Oh, I hope so. When if you not, said we're going to podcasting is either two white girls talking about murder or two white guys, two white guys trying to be funny. And was it one of you guys that said that? When I, that sounds like a you line. That rings a bell. Yeah, yeah because I, I've, I I've had a recent. I've had a real recent spat with uh, true crime and murder podcasts that I still find myself listening to them, but yeah. I find myself progressively more aggravated every one I listen to, yeah. um, and I because just can't they, get over they're it. They're all that, carbon copies of each other, absolutely. is really what they are. Absolutely. Yeah. They're all the same. It's it's uh, somebody pulls up a Wikipedia of you know the, the Henderson murders from 1977 or whatever, and they just read yeah. it word for word, and they say... And that was the, and then they went to the house to question the 
main suspect. Yeah. And you Can hear, you imagine? You hear the sound of car brakes squeaking and then a car door opening and closing <laughs> and then the footsteps crunching in the leaves and then you hear... Yep. We'd like to talk to you about what happened here in the 70s. Yeah. We'd like to talk to you about your murdered mother. Yeah. It's, it's insane, and that's it's just become this spat of, oh, well, hey, those two women, and I'm not going to name their pockets because they're gigantically successful, and yeah. they're both comedians, so they do humor for their job, and they're doing this on the side. Well, mm-hmm. now every pair of white girl friends are like, well, we're just as funny as them. We should do the same thing, but we'll drink wine while we while we do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's not it's a unique a, take. Yeah, I stopped listening. You know, at some point, same reason. At some point, originality. Listen, car, that's just the way I think the media is in general. It's impressions upon impressions upon impressions. Everyone's building off of somebody else's work, and only occasionally does something truly original come out that then everyone else goes and chases and, and chases and yeah. follows. And podcasting is very much the same way. And let's face it, there's a ton of podcasts out there but very few of them i would certainly not financially successful but would consider successful i think you if you can make it a long time like you guys have five years right if you can make it a long time or if you can even make a little bit of money then you should consider yourself a rousing success because or if you have you know traffic that you find that makes your ego feel good right because that's the only reason why you should look (laughs) at the downloads it's if it makes it strokes your ego yeah, yeah, we got one of them. We've we've survived a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole money yep. aspect of it. Actually, uh, I we have one hundred dollars sitting oh, here. That's this right. is the first time we have ever made money off of this podcast, and it was because we sold an old piece of equipment on eBay yeah. or on Marketplace. <laughs> I heard your episode where you were talking about that. Yeah, did yeah, the you, guy have come you got- over? Have you guys never done spots on your show? No, we've no. done nothing but bleed cash for five <laughs> years. That's what we've done. We've had emails because we've never done anything formally. So what we've done is when we've mentioned it, we've had a few listeners who run businesses and stuff reach out, and then we promptly never reply because we're terrible, <laughs> Smart, terrible business yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. I like your style. Keep things. them wanting more. Yeah. 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 And keep so we're just going to keep them more. I think the six-year anniversary is where we're going to start replying <laughs> and really and start really nailing down those rates, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, no, we've we've never... We've talked about it. Uh, we're really adverse, and I think Steve puts it the, the proper way, is the second it feels like a job and it doesn't become fun, we're pulling the ripcord on this. Yeah. So we've yeah. only been doing this, and we've long joked with our listeners, too. We're not doing a long, drawn-out retirement tour. If this thing were to come to an end because of a move or a job change or whatever, it would literally just end with us saying in the last few minutes, thanks for listening. We won't talk to you again. Yeah. And that's the music bet. (laughs) And then the Facebook gets deleted. The Instagram is deleted. Twitter is deleted. The RSS feed is pulled down. And we vanish from the internet. Yeah. Like you've you never heard of You guys are just us. gone. You're, you're yeah. going to become the next thing that two white girls get drunk and talk about. <laughs> Stephen right. Cow. Knock, 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 knock. We want to talk to you about Stephen Kyle. I want to talk about the Lyle and Kyle show. It's Stephen Kyle, you asshole. Okay, whatever. I got a new podcast. It's called Where in the World Are Lyle and Kyle? I want to talk Get off my land. Uh, I want to talk to you about your early incarnation because you mentioned that you thought you you know when you look back at your early episodes you think hey this probably wasn't very good and no. we purposely avoid even thinking about our early mm. episodes for that very yeah. reason yeah. but we very briefly toyed with the idea of naming our podcast tongue in cheek 
living in style with Steve and Kyle. Nice. And we even had some, because we have some listeners who are very talented. And I, you guys, I'm sure, have run into this, where you end up having listeners who are very good at, at art, at photography, yeah, yeah. Yes. at whatever. And we had somebody who deals with music and a couple people who still deal with music. They they made us up some introduction music and mm-hmm. some uh, some segment introduction music. The one thing that would have sunk this podcast in year one is naming it "Living in Style" with Stephen <laughs> Kyle. Probably. We well, just we, you we, know the the reason why I named the commercial break the commercial break is because I work in the commercial real estate industry, and my first iteration of this podcast, just in an effort to get behind a microphone and do something which is what I had a passion for was to talk about the commercial real estate industry. But I found <laughs> that most of my clients who were building boring. big condo towers didn't want, yeah. And it was also very boring. Like yeah. I want to talk about commercial real estate 12 hours a day. Plus, you know, you can imagine guys like guys like Donald Trump, you know, being talked about on air and all their business dealings. Sure. I would, I imagine myself getting shot and having cement boots somewhere, you know, Brian with his stupid. But when I went to go do, then I decided to do the comedy chat cast with Chrissy. I was like, well, I guess the commercial break works. Because I could, yeah, yeah. Sure. Christian Odley. <laughs> you know what's Brian really funny is if, is if you're unceremoniously murdered now, you have an outside yes. chance of making like kind of the outer realm of a news cycle. But yes. had you kept with commercial real estate podcast, yes, that's not even making page twelve. Mm-hmm. No. Not even making anything. Yeah. And I think the <laughs> I think the only reason why I would make the outside news circles people celebrating <laughs> death of shitty podcasting. <laughs> no longer on my RSS. We meeting. got another but one do... gone, boys. Job well done. <laughs> His middling podcast was definitely middling. <laughs> I do have to say, you guys have some activated listeners, though, because they reach out to us and tell us it's yeah. time to get on the Steve and Kyle show. Well, that's yeah. because yeah. Um, we fear confrontation. Kyle and I. So, yeah, so you uh, send your listeners out to do it. <laughs> so we, we send them out to do our bidding. Yeah. We say, go, I think go we actually have an Apple it. review that was like, I liked this show until they wouldn't go on Steve and Kyle's <laughs> program. And they gave us one star. Oh, no. And I was like, Oh, go back. Yeah. Okay. Whoever it was that did that, go back and change that. That's very. that. You know what? No, 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 no. You live with the choices you make, Steve. <laughs> and Brian and Chrissy will now rue the day. That's that true. They support, we, that they we did. We didn't were like, well, really shit, gotta call Steve and Kyle back. <laughs> I, but I won't. I will never forget. I will never. We soon had the forget. interaction with you guys early on, though, right? Yeah. Well, I I sent him a because we an were Instagram. trying to target when we first started. Out, we were trying. We were to like, let's do some cross promos around mm-hmm. our. Yeah, we were know, looking for similar shows to yes. do some cross promos with, right? Comedy and so this is like we're talking about like you know a year and a half ago now. This yeah. was back so, in. Um, well, I remember it, it, it was. I thought May it was like June October. Yeah, it actually, was, no, because originally it was probably in. Yeah. July or August or something, and then we kind of exchanged messages, and then you and know then yeah. everything kind of went sideways, and then we came back together at the beginning of the year, but then we still couldn't get on the same page until the last month. So <laughs> I I sent a, a te- an Instagram to him, like a, a DM, like yes, hey, I've listened right. to the show, which I did. I you listened slid to into my episodes. DMs. I thought it was funny. You totally slid and, into my DMs. Mm-hmm. What, and and he didn't. And no, he never responded until then. He responded one day and he said, "Hey, listen to the episode that I, we just put together." Right. And I listened to the episode. And the entire episode is about you and me. They're literally <laughs> going through the podcast, and I'll never forget this line. He's uh, Kyle goes, "Well, they're good looking. Yep, good fucking looking people. They've, <laughs> oh, def- yeah. they've definitely gotten together yeah, before. They, yeah, they've definitely hooked." 
hooked up. Well, look, I mean, it's obvious to us. It's obvious to the listeners. We're just we're just saying what the listeners are are thinking. You know, we're We're like the Ross and Rachel of podcasts. (laughs) Do they? Don't they? Will they? You know what the you know what the magic of it is though, and what I've really enjoyed that we've become over five years is early on, and, and I don't know how similar you guys are in terms of game planning. Early on, we'd kind of have a few bullet points that we wanted to get to, and know, hey, we want to talk about this. Never really a news story because we don't want to make thing any. We don't want to make anything super topical because yeah. if somebody starts this in 2023, they're not going to care about the hot news story of you know August 2021. So we've taken to no planning. <laughs> Yeah. Yet, yet we get a DM or he gets a DM on his personal Instagram from you, Brian. And we got about an episode worth out of it. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate Listen, the show prep. Yeah. We do the same thing in, in some circumstances. Like we do, we do, I, I do quite a bit of show prep just simply because the show has become one of two things. Either it's Chrissy and Brian talking about something interesting to them, either, you know, life topic, <laughs> something event we've gone to, mm-hmm. Mark Cuban's dinner, whatever. Or number two, I find oddities out there on the internet yeah, and I play those. Yeah, and things. I play those clips. Or we'll do games. Too. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do games too, yeah. which end up there. So listen, I got a, I got a few more minutes, but I wanted to, I wanted to ask you a question. So in all the years of your podcasting, do you, and so you, you're, you're not making money except for the hundred dollars you made on, on the thing. Do you guys still the selling of equipment, the selling of equipment? <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm just going to count this just yeah. to yeah. Yeah. Free. Just if you want to count it twice rain. and make it look yeah. like $200. Can, yeah. Just continue talking. He'll be here a minute. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys still, when you, do you get a lot of engagement from your listeners? Do you get a lot of people that, that, re, that reach out to you and talk to you? A uh, decent amount. Show? Yeah. Yeah. We do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we don't yeah, have do you, we don't have massive social media followings by any means, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, we we do. It's something that we kind of stumbled into in the last year or so. Um, it's as we're we typically record on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, and our episodes go live on Tuesday morning. So inevitably, at least five times an episode, we get into some debate about something, and we say, "Put it on the polls," and we yeah. we type up a, a poll on Facebook and Twitter. And unless you're in the room with us when we're recording, it is 100% out of context. There's no way that you could possibly understand it. And we still get, before the episode even goes live, we have 50 to 100 votes on it on something wow. that's gibberish. Nice. Like, yeah. we could okay. post something like, you know, peanut butter or rocks, and yeah. we'll have... <laughs> A hundred votes with yeah. people passionately arguing peanut butter or rocks. Yeah, more disturbing is that we'll get votes for rocks there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's how I imagine a poll going on the Stephen Kyle show. Ready? Stephen Kyle are talking about how they uh, he just bought a, a chicken and the chicken is laying eggs and Steve goes, well, you, do you pay the chicken for the eggs? And Kyle goes, I don't pay the fucking chicken for the eggs. Why? And he goes, you're mm-hmm. fucking the chicken, man. You are fucking the chicken. The chicken is getting fucked. And then they put out a poll and says, do you fuck chickens? And it's like, yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. I do. I yeah. do fuck chickens. Yes, I do. Yep, you got it. That's, that's, uh, that's the uh, that's the uh, the think the uh, uh, the think lab back here. Yeah. This is where the we come to all the great the ideas. Uh-huh. Yeah. The yeah. consortium. Yeah. The brain. Uh, yeah, the brain. Oh, the, the, yeah. the, the nerve center. The nerve center. We did a show. We, there's many, many roads. They all lead to fucking chickens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, so the, the other thing that I wanted to say is that um, – you do you guys still really enjoy getting in a room together and doing the show uh do you guys do it every week do you record every yeah, every week? week we've missed the only time we missed an episode since episode six 
we ran con- consecutively until I had my heart surgery in November, where we missed a month. So yeah. that was 250 episodes we did in a row without missing one. Wow. Um, and I got to tell you, I wouldn't have, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have missed those four weeks. I'd have been here if I had a different co-host. Mm. Yeah. It's just what you know, happened I, to your heart. Now I got to follow like the follow-up question. Oh, uh, he what fell and got heart? a boo-boo. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah, it's a long-winded story. I ended up having to have open heart surgery at the age of uh, 33 last November. Wow. That's why. Wow. That's why we ended up having to cancel with you guys on somewhat short notice because it all came about within about two weeks wow. where I was diagnosed and then under the knife and in the hospital for almost two weeks so that's the only reason we've had a delay is uh, is because of that so we can excuse that we can excuse that right. 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 Don't, don't be polite yeah. but no i would say i would say after five years i would argue we're still having as much fun if not more than yeah. the first time we sat in a room together yeah. and recorded a podcast because if we weren't um if we weren't sitting in front of a microphone we would just be sitting at like at a bar or a restaurant yeah just bsing (laughs) so we may as well stick a microphone in front of us and record it 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 may not be the most entertaining thing but i mean i still enjoy it i still enjoy it every week and that's going back uh, to what kyle was saying earlier is like once this once this starts feeling like a job like i already have a job that i that i work hard at and i don't want to have to i don't want to feel stressed about anything so once i start feeling stressed about this Pulling the plug, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been interesting sharing some content and some some time. I had a long-awaited meeting between the commercial break and Steve and Kyle. You can now yeah. stand down your listeners. SteveandKyle.com <laughs> is where you can find them. Oh, yeah. TCBpodcast.com is where you can find us. And uh, I think we should do this again. I wish I actually wish I had uh, scheduled in more time because I feel like we could probably do an hour yeah. or more. Because Easily. you guys, uh, we, we, essentially, at the end of the day, we're doing the almost the exact same thing, right? right. We're having shows about nothing. Whatever comes out of our heads, yeah. all of a sudden, we just put it on celluloid, and there it goes out to the mm-hmm. world. I do find you guys funny. I do listen to your podcast. Thank you very much. Um, we do the same yeah. thing. It's one of the first podcasts, uh, when I started podcasting, yeah. that I picked up on that I was like, oh, those those guys are, are kind of like us. Like they, yeah. They're doing a similar type podcast, and they're funny. It was so, finally you that made us get new artwork. I've been... <laughs> listen... Full full uh, disclosure. I've been embarrassed by our work since day one. I mean, I hated it. It was Steve. Steve took two photos of us individually, and he he claims spent hours on an iPhone six at that point, <laughs> using like cartoonizing Ooh. these photographs. And then two years later, phones literally have a cartoon filter that yeah. would have done that in a yeah, fraction, of a second. fraction of a second. Swipe. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Done. So yeah. when all of this started coming down the pipe where, you know, we were going to talk to you guys and we're looking at your social media and your and your website, I'm like, God, ours looks like such shit. This awesome logo. <laughs> They've been around for like a week. What the hell? Yeah. I know. It's vintage. Well, you can thank my wife for that. She yeah. is uh, yes, much younger absolutely. than I am. Uh, pat myself on the back. And she is. <laughs> and that's the least interesting thing about her. She is <laughs> uh, wonderful at yeah. all our social media and design. She does all that stuff, all our Instagram. And she's done a good job. Listen, we had 100 Instagram followers in like March. And yeah. now we have 800, which is li- nothing. But it's still better. Yeah. Better it than was. what we had. That's yeah. a heck of a growth really rate, attention though. to it. Astrid said, you got to get on social media. Yeah. So awesome. can we do this again? Absolutely. We should check in. Maybe like once a quarter, we should make it a, a, a plan to get on and just do some content together that we yeah. can both share yeah. on our That's own cool. episodes. Yeah. That would be great. And then once we, our once our uh, listener forces have combined, we'll do a massive live show for, mm. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm seeing in my head at least 15 to 20 people 
showing up for that. Yeah. I'm Listen, thinking Van Wert. I, yeah. Oh, I we Van Wert. Oh. We'll show you all the sites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. you a tour of Van Wert. Uh-huh. Wouldn't it be incredible? If we could at some point go and do a live show from Van Wert and like book yeah. out a thousand seat, they probably don't have a thousand seat venue, make a thousand seat venue. Yeah. We'll go do some field somewhere and just stick a table <laughs> up there and the party. four of us can go Van Wert, <laughs> Van Wert Fest. We got the billboard artwork done. We'll just slap your names and faces on there too Sweet. and get them, get them to reprint it. And Plenty I'll tell you room. what, you guys can keep that billboard copy because we Ooh. already got our own. Right. Wow. You're welcome. I'll yeah. send you my billboard copy. That's it's electronic yeah. format. <laughs> Rodeo Drive. <laughs> Steve and Kyle, it's been nice to spend some time yes. with you. I'm glad that we got an opportunity to get together after this year and a half long uh, back and forth and yeah. all of our miscommunications and communications. <laughs> and um, thanks so much, guys. Thanks a yeah. bunch. Thank you, guys. I kind of feel like, Steve, that our the billboard story for us, mm-hmm. I think everybody has a a go-to. Yeah. And that's not like... That's the first time on a different podcast we've talked about that. Yeah. But that's a good story. It is a good story. That's a really good story to tell different podcasts. That's a, yeah. That'd be a really good party story, too. Like because a get-together pe- story. Because people that listen to the podcast obviously know that yes. story from a couple of years ago. But, yeah, I like telling it to new people who have never who aren't as familiar. In my this. mind, that would be our version of, you know, you see it in movies with college people, and they're all gathered on the beach around the bonfire. One mm-hmm. idiot's got the guitar that nobody wants to listen to. Yeah. And but you and I get center stage to regale the audience <laughs> with the time we crowdfunded a a billboard in the five hundred dollar billboard in the on the border of Indiana and Ohio. Ah, yes, in Van Wert. So that was a blast talking to Brian and Chrissy. I would definitely recommend you check them out. It's tcbpodcast.com dot uh, com, and just the commercial break on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to follow along with them, give them a follow, give them a like, or whatever. Um, comment on their stuff. Tell them that the Stephen Kyle podcast sent you. It's always yeah. good for uh, for the relationship. And hopefully, like I said before, we played that. Um, Brian had asked if we wanted to do uh, like a live a live event with them mm-hmm. where we played some games and did some crowd interaction stuff. And I definitely want to do that. So we are uh, talking to them about that. Hopefully, that's something that will happen in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be really fun. Yeah. I li- Always look forward to collaborations like that. And as you heard and Steve mentioned, you know, reaching out to them and mentioning the Stephen Kyle podcast, that's kind of what rekindled what had become kind of a forgotten yeah. meeting that was yeah, supposed to them. happen. Yeah, so. we sent, we sent um, our our team yeah. who strong-armed them. I believe we sent the brothers Humphrey went their way, yeah. uh, knuckles cracking from yeah. afar and everything. Yeah, of course, they had sunglasses on, like the wraparound shades. Yeah. Probably a uh, a bandana, arms crossed, looking like tough guys, right. looking like the tough guys that they are, and uh, made it happen. Yeah, they Appreciate did. So thanks to everybody who does that and engages. Uh, anytime we mention a different podcast, that's always outstanding and very helpful. Thanks again to Brian and Chrissy. Again, tcbpodcast.com. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Hopefully more of that in the future. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be... That would be nice. I like having these relationships with other people on podcasts. And, you know, when it, when we say it, we mean it. Like, I, I don't, I'm not blowing smoke saying, hey, I want to talk to you again, you know, later on this year to John Walzak and, and Ben Kubrick and whoever else. Mm-hmm. I like building these relationships and uh, having these interactions. Absolutely. It's uh, tcbpodcast.com again and The Commercial Break on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow along with Brian and Chrissy and everything they're doing. At Stephen Kyle, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
I think that's it, right? Hopefully next week we're, we do the Eat Cast. Hopefully. We're going to have to remember. But yeah, it's uh, apple time, cookie time, powder. Ch- chocolate, chocolate milk time. Oh my do, God. do we want the taste test between the powder and the I just want to make this pure joy. I just want the quick powder. All right. Sounds good. I'm putting it on the grocery list. So my wife will be like, why do we need Nestle quick powder? Just another eye roll as she's shopping. Okay. It's got to be whole milk too, right? I don't want skim. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not drinking uh, white water. I need it to be my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I got almond milk. Upstairs. I want one step below creamer in my mouth oh, with, gonna, with powder. Barf. We're both going to barf because of it. <laughs> we're going to roll out of here with stomach issues for two days because we're too old. All right. At Stephen Kyle, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll talk to you next week. See ya.